Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, 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 everybody. We are back at the New Media Expo today here with Spreaker. So excited. So as you know, Spreaker's broadcasting live all week. Started yesterday, and we are at the Spreaker booth. So visit Spreaker.com. You're probably like already familiar with Spreaker. It's, also, it's like Speaker but with an R. Hashtag Spreaker Live. You too can have your own podcast show and stream live audio like we're doing right now with Spreaker. You get a free first month with the Spreaker podcast by using the promo code NMX15. That's NMX15. This hour, we're going to have some great guests, so you don't want to miss out. And I have a friend of mine on with me now that I'm super stoked on, Aaliyah Williams. Aaliyah Williams. Oh, my God. I always do. And I just apologized to her like a few minutes ago that I say it wrong all the time. Doing it again. Aaliyah Williams. She's awesome. She's one of the most smiliest, like positive, like vibrant people I know. Incredible podcaster. And um, we're going to be talking about building community. So, Aaliyah, kick it off. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to do this with Spreaker, too. I'm a big Spreaker fan. And when I heard that you were going to be interviewing me, it was like the icing on the cake. So I'm I'm glad to be here and excited to talk about building community with a podcast. So let's get into like, how did you even get started in podcasting? I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, probably since 2007, 2008. And like a lot of people out there, one of my first podcasts was Grammar Girls, Quick and Dirty Tips. Oh, yeah. So I was a big fan of podcasting. Um, I never thought that I would be a podcaster, and it was it was definitely a journey. Because a few years ago in 2011, I was thinking about my network, which is pretty large, pretty diverse, full of great people, thinking, how can I connect the people in my network who are super awesome with right. a wider audience? Totally. Podcast didn't come to me. Blog came to me. Events came to me because I do a lot of events. And you said this is 2007, 2008? 2011 at Oh, 2011. Point. Yeah, okay. I had just been listening to podcasts in those first few years. So 2011, I was like, well, how do I do this? Right. And a podcast didn't immediately come to be. What actually came first was my women's business conference, At The Helm. Right, right. And then as the At The Helm brand grew, a podcast became a natural extension of that. Because the event is only once a year. But people in the community who are now around the country were saying, how do we stay connected throughout the year? How do we learn throughout the year? And I thought, I'll start a podcast and have experts on. So the event is at the helm Mm -hmm. and you created it. Yep. And uh, like, that's a huge deal. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not easy to put on an event. No, it's not. So before we move forward, let's get into a little bit about that more. Like, what is it? Who can come? Where is it? When is it? At the helm is usually every fall in Los Angeles. That's our home base. And so we're going to be this fall again, late October. 
And in 2013, we actually did a national tour. So we were in a few other cities around the U.S. Yeah, so we're probably not going to get into that this year. But in 2016, we're hoping to be back in some other cities. But the flagship conference, always in L.A., anyone can come. um, But we're geared toward women entrepreneurs. And we always, I always say we have a few brave and smart men. Right. Because if you're a man in the room at At The Helm, you stand out. And then everybody wants to know why you're there. So it's right. a great way to make connections. Do you know that's how I feel about being a woman entrepreneur in general? That's how like, I feel. We have an advantage because, like, we stand out. It's oh, great. Yeah. So now you're providing that same opportunity to men. For the men. Yeah. yeah. So we always get at least one or two men each year. We usually have a male speaker. So we're very open. Um, but I really wanted to create something for women entrepreneurs that was concrete and about business because I found that there were so many things out there that were purely inspiration or motivation and not giving the concrete business tools and things that you could walk away with feeling like I can use that and apply it to my business right now to improve things. You know what? I'm going to take a pause for a second because I'm thinking that everybody listening right now probably wants to cyberstalk us while we're talking so they can see you at the helm. So why don't we just do, again, you guys know I'm Esprit Devora, host of the We Are LA Tech podcast and Women in Tech podcast. Alea, go ahead and share your Twitter and your URLs and you guys can cyberstalk away while we're talking. Yeah, so I'm Alea Williams pretty much everywhere. So that's A L. AIA Williams on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, same thing. Instagram is the only one different. It's just Alaya W, A L A I A W, and my website's alayawilliams.com. Perfect. Okay, you guys commence cyberstalking now. All right, getting back into it. So you're at the helm and you want to have a way that people can continue to stay connected in a very easy way. Mm-hmm. So when did you think, wait, podcasting? Yeah, it was actually after, after the third year of the conference. And I thought, this will be a great way to share all those experts that don't fit into the one-day conference or that can't get here for the conference. And so the podcast launched in December of 2013. Right. And it's been great. Um, It's been a great way for more people to find out about the At The Home community, but it's also been something that the at the helm community has enjoyed tapping into totally because they could stay connected with your brand throughout the year it's Mm -hmm. not this thing this fleeting thing oh we had this experience okay now it's gone yeah yeah and it really feels like part of the community and not something outside of it because a lot of the initial people that i had on the show were former speakers from the conference Mm -hmm. or people that ended up speaking in the future and so it's really homegrown um and like anything we do it's not super formal, but it's still business, but you feel like you're part of a family, part of right. a community. And I want to give that feel because I feel like, especially with entrepreneurs who are going solo or have super right. small teams, you feel like you're alone. You totally feel like And you're no alone. one likes yeah. that feeling. So mm-hmm. everything I'm about is all about community, inclusiveness, and people feeling supported so that they can reach their goals. And I bet you get a lot of new listeners who haven't been to your event before. They haven't been to At The Helm. And now they're part. You're, they're like, this is awesome. And then they want to go connect with everyone at At, at The Helm. So you're building your audience by before you even have the event happening, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah, and we've been sharing. The, the experts have been great. They share great information. And, you know, I even took a hiatus to think, like, how can I make this show better? Right. What can we do differently? And I still get people listening to those old episodes, reaching out, commenting, and wanting to get involved and wondering right. when At The Helm is going to come to their community or what they can do online and how right. they can connect. So that even motivated me to do more stuff online yeah. to keep people connected throughout the year. And what's the format of At The Helm for everybody who hasn't listened yet? 
So usually we have a subject matter expert come on. So it could be someone talking about public speaking or leaving a legacy. Or we had one that was really popular actually about taxes because the woman was like on her game. And it's almost April 15th. Right. So So, I think um, people should go to the At The Helm Now just to listen to that episode. Yes. And then she includes like a tax worksheet and all that kind of good stuff. So we have these experts that come on. They give the real deal. There's no fluff. There's concrete things. And then at the end of every episode, I ask, you know, there's so much information you gave. What's the one like key takeaway you want everyone to have? Right. If they only retain one thing, what is it? I also right. ask them what it means to be at the helm because leadership and being at the helm and being an entrepreneur means something right. different to everyone. And it's Completely. been one of the best parts of every episode for me is hearing what people have to say about yeah, what yeah. it means to be at the helm. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, get into building community. So what are some of the things, because that's tough. It's tough and it takes a lot of work, a lot of hours. What are some of the things that have really worked for you in, one, building maybe event attendees, and then additionally uh, building your podcasting audience? Mm -hmm. So start with events. And is that different? Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes there's overlap. But I'll start with the events. Um, I integrate my online and offline marketing, and I think that's key. I think some people, depending on your business, you can't rely solely on social media to build your business. You need some FaceTime or you need other efforts. For some people, advertising is appropriate. For others, maybe not so so effective. But I think social media is part of your marketing pie. And so I use the podcast and tie it into everything. So in our newsletters, we talk about the show. On social, we talk about it. At the live event, we talked about it. And I said, hey, if you want to be a guest, if you want to contribute ideas, you know, this show is for you. Right. So making people feel like they're included and they're heard, Mm -hmm. um, taking questions, doing FAQs. Um, So really integrating the online and the offline with that. And, you know, same thing. It really came out of people saying after the events, how do I stay involved? Right, right. Okay, you know, listen to the show. Suggest an expert. Be an expert. Um, Get an idea of what the community is about. We're all pressed for time, and people want to know that something's worth their time before they make an investment. Were you technically savvy before getting involved in all this? Like, how did you know how to put it together? How do you know how to even do an FAQ? Where did you host that? I mean, it seems like that's a lot of technology involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty tech savvy, so I feel, like, blessed in that regard. My big hang-up was actually editing. Oh, and yeah. the minute I let that go and decided to hire an editor, the floodgates oh, opened. Did. I did. Were you scared about the cost of hiring an editor? I, I was, but I found someone reasonable. He came as a referral through a contact of mine, and mm-hmm. I had this whole little circle of friends that all use this guy, and we're like, we're giving him so much business, yeah. and we're you know we're thrilled about it. Right. But for me, when I that was definitely my block, and I knew all these great people that I wanted to be on the show, but I wasn't even asking because my thought was, I'm going to record all these interviews, and then they're going to need to get edited. And I was running a business. I was working with a startup. I was doing so many things. I'm like, I don't have time to learn this new skill. But the minute I'm like, okay, you know what? Do what you tell your clients to do. Delegate, hire somebody else. The minute he, I hired him, the floodgates open, like I said. And it was easy for me to do my simple podcast art. I figured out, you know, Spreaker and Libsyn and all the things I wanted to be on and iTunes and right. all that. And the editing was what freed me up. So, you know, if you're blocked, you know, for the listeners, um, figure out who can help you. Are there any editing resources, like people who don't want to deal with editing on their own, do you know of any resources for them to find? I mean, for me, I go to Fiverr to Mm -hmm. help with editing. I do edit, Mm -hmm. but I find different things like mastering or maybe a Fiverr contractor could take out the ums and ahs. Do you know maybe a fully comprehensive solution so someone doesn't have to know any editing? Mm -hmm. 
And it's tough. Yeah, there are people on Fiverr. I haven't used it. I'm not opposed to it. I just, my editor came a different way. And he likes to be billed through uh, Odesk. So we actually interface through there. So Odesk, Odesk.com mm-hmm. is a great site. It's got, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like Fiverr in the sense where you get to work with uh, talented people, maybe at a more uh, economical price. And because depending on where you live, if you live here, if you live in another country, all our, our economies are different. So a lot of money to someone else may be like uh, affordable to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, there, were, there was a time where I put out a quote or not a quote, but I put out an ad to look for an editor. And I think it was like Jay Moore or someone's editor wanted to charge me like in the hundreds for like editing. And I'm like, I'm not at Jay Moore's level, you know, like not ready for that yet. So I needed a different solution. And I think that's what's great about podcasting, online marketing. There are solutions no matter what level you're at. You just got to look. So Odesk is a great resource. Elance, they're the same company now, I think. Yeah, they Um, merged. Fiverr. And ask for referrals. So if you're a podcaster, join some podcasting communities. You and I are both part of great ones and people are always willing to help so if you say like do you have an editing resource people will people will share and shout out to uh, a great female like a podcasting community for females called she podcasts on facebook if you just type in she podcasts on facebook it's amazing i mean we're so engaged in there i find that it's it's sometimes more a more engaged community than some some of the others oh yeah I think it's because we all just want to have one another's back. Mm-hmm. Like, we got you. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. know how hard it is to get a yeah. show going. We know how much the community matters to growing your show. And yeah. so we're all that community for each other. And if you are listening live, we're having, like, a women's podcasters yes. meetup tonight. It's true. At 5 o'clock. Do you remember the location? Tempo Bar. Oh, great. At you know, the Westgate. Westgate, Tempo Bar. So if you do happen to be here or if you even live locally come by it's mm-hmm. awesome it's open even if you're a guy I don't think oh yeah you'll be welcome yeah. and it was fun last year yeah. I know it's going to be fun this year so yeah. come out say hi yeah. definitely definitely so where where do you want to go from here well well I actually have two shows um, the At The Helm which is business and the 18 to 49 podcast which is pop culture so a totally different realm I do that one with a co-host but either way it's about community like we really want to build um, 18 to 49 and and be like people's pop culture hub. Um, you know, for At The Helm, I really want people to listen and feel like they're supported and they have resources yeah. and that it extends beyond the podcast. And I think for a lot of people... So important. So I important. think I think we should really emphasize... She says extends beyond the podcast. I think... I don't know if it's auto-intuitive if people just think of that right away, that a podcast, to really grow a podcast needs to extend beyond the podcast. Like Alea is doing, she has an event. You're not just experiencing her podcast on the app or in your in your earbuds, but you can physically go to an event. I'm sure you have other stuff related to that. Mm-hmm. She you engages with you via email or the other platforms like it doesn't it's not just that episode Mm -hmm. it it goes above and beyond no matter what kind of show you're doing business or otherwise even on our pop culture show we feel the difference when we're not marketing but when we are marketing our show we have fans come by our facebook page and they're like did you watch this movie did you see this show yeah and we love that and they they email us we're like does anybody watch this show and then they'll write and say like yeah we do or no it looks stupid like but when we engage the community and go beyond just the show itself totally. that's where the magic happens yeah. and you use Twitter as well oh yeah I love yeah. Twitter so do you and you engage with your fans often on Twitter mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I find that that's the most fun way to just kind of back and forth with straight 
interesting. Meeting strangers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Meeting strangers who become friends. Yeah. Who become business associates. Who, yeah. You know, the relationships really start there. Twitter was one of the first platforms I was on in terms of social media and definitely the first one I used for business. And yeah. it's changed my business dramatically. Would you have a separate Twitter for your podcast, for each podcast? So for 18 to 49, we do. And that way we can talk about, like, pop culture all day long without, like, inundating totally. our normal, Keep like... Keep the content. Exactly. Yeah, Keeping specific. that brand separate. We're also a little more off the cuff, you know, yeah. on that show. So it's not always a fit for our personal platforms. Right. Um, and at the helm, because it kept growing and it's the event and... I'm not trying to build with At The Helm a brand around me. It's yeah. about the other people that are involved, too. So right. it does have its own account. But if it was just a show of me giving tips, I would feel okay with it being under my name. Yeah. And managing two podcasts? That is why we have an editor. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that that's insane. It's insane. It's tough. And At The Helm is definitely more work than 18 to 49. We came Because to, you have a co-host on Because I have a co-host. Okay. But we also came to the agreement that since it's pop culture and we turn over really quickly, like, we have recorded every single week for over a year. We wow. haven't taken a week off. Christmas and New Year's, we recorded two episodes one week. Yeah. But we've recorded every week. So we're like, we're not doing show notes. It's right. not worth the time. Right. And everything changes so quickly. But At The Helm is more evergreen, so it takes more work. We pull the get. I pull the guest bio. Right. Um, do the show notes, the highlights, the links to resources that we talk right. about. So that takes more work, and sometimes I do pull a VA in. So it can be yeah. a lot to manage. Uh, I just discovered yesterday, I almost forgot, fullcast.co, mm. done for you from, like, all you have to do is record your episode, you send off the audio file, and then everything else from the editing, production, social sharing, the tweetable stuff, the, awesome. the show notes, everything is literally done for you. That's fantastic. Like, yeah, fullcast.co. Love that. Yeah. I, are we? Hi, we're we're taking photos over here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I I came. I just discovered yesterday. What a great um, tool. Yeah, super. Um, it's a service, not mm-hmm. a yeah, but. Okay, so man, do you recommend having more than one? I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm getting into having two, and I'm actually I I personally like to have four or five, but it means I need to be realistic that. If I'm going to have four or five, I can only be on the mic. I can't be doing anything post-production. So that's what I was going to say. A team is helpful, what, whatever your team looks like. But the fact that we have RJ, shout out to RJ. We always give him shout outs during 18 to 49. He's editor. Our editor, yeah, yeah. RJ, our editor. We, we pass files to him. And for 18 to 49, we use a VA who, like, RJ passes the file to her. She gets that show updated. Yeah. Bing, bang, done. Yeah. For that show, we are just the talent. Right, right. And that really helps. For At The Helm, I'm more hands-on for now. But even I fantasize about a third show, which seems crazy. But when I think about that, I think, okay, I need to determine where I'm going to get the help. Yeah. And similar to you, like, I just need to be on the mic. And yeah. I have a friend. She's here at NMX, my friend Maggie Patterson. We're on a yeah. same, the same panel um, tomorrow. Same thing with her. She's the talent. She kicks it off to RJ. She's who I got RJ from. Yeah. And, you know, she has a VA who posts. So a team is essential. And... Focusing on being the talent. That's what's going to save you. Let's talk about your panel tomorrow. What's the topic? And for everybody that is here and listening so they can go. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of what we talked about today, but it's called Beyond the Downloads. 
So we know the downloads are important, but we talk about the things to pay attention to, important metrics and other key things to pay attention to and to do to grow your podcast that may be more important than the specific download numbers. Right. So it's me, Maggie Patterson, Jessica Kupferman, who um, is the co-founder of She Podcast and host, co-hosts yeah. the She Podcast uh, podcast, She Podcast <laughs> podcast, um, and Lady Business Radio. Right. So it's the three of us. It is tomorrow here at NMX at 11.30. Cool. Not too early. Not too Perfect. early. So, you know, get your breakfast, get your coffee yeah. and you. Come see us. It's going to awesome. be a good time. Awesome. And do you remember what room it's in? No, I know it's in one of the pavilions. I think it's Pavilion 10. Okay, cool. And um, what other events would you suggest people should go to that are just getting immersed in the podcast? And what communities do you suggest people jump in that want to like get exposed to podcasting and grow their podcast? I know there's tons of Facebook groups. Yes, there are Facebook groups. If you just type in podcast, you should see them. And you can kind of tell the big ones by how many members that they have, mm-hmm. right? I think it's podcast community... Do you remember the names of them? Yeah, there's podcast community. There's She Podcasts. Um, Chris Gilbertson has a group. I can't remember the name, but I'm really open. So if you're looking for other groups, feel free to email me, but go to alayawilliams.com. My info's there. I'll hook you up with any group. Spell your name again. A-L-A-I-A-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. But send me a note. I'll hook you up to any groups that I'm in. And it's a good time. Um, Lots of great groups. I think... For local stuff, do a search and see like what meetups are in your area. Right, right. You have a great meetup oh, in yes. LA. I always forget to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> the LA Podcasters Meetup. We meet once a month. And I don't know why this whole time at um, NMX, I just it just hasn't occurred to me. <laughs> that I have you're not an over promoter overseller thank you you know yeah you, you know I one of the things that. that we appreciate about each other is that we care about community and we yeah. care about people yeah. but yes people should know about your group yeah. and if you're not in LA um, search for other podcast groups I know there's a huge podcast community in San Diego there are podcast communities in Florida East yeah. Coast totally so do a search Meet you know what folks. you actually brought up something really important I'd love to talk about before mm-hmm. we have to wrap up so you said, and thank you, that I'm not an over-promoter, over-seller. And I've been hearing that from a lot of people, uh, my friends, and so they're like, you don't share your stuff enough. And they say and they say that it's a female thing, that we're afraid. So what do you think? Because, okay, so this morning, I'm going to promote, I don't know about promote, but I'm going to share real quick something I was excited about. Mm-hmm. And even saying this makes me, right now I feel a little egotistical and ner- nervous. Because I feel like eh, like eh about it. But I uh, today, this morning, the my podcast, We Are LA Tech, is featured on Inspiring Women's Voices. Awesome. Uh, now, I found out because my girlfriend Stephanie sent it to me. I'm like, I died. It was amazing. So I decided that's really cool. I'm genuinely excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it. And then I was like, is this okay? Like, is this narcissistic? Is it self-centered? What do, where is that boundary? Like, what do you think about sharing? Mm-hmm. I think people who ask that question like you are probably safe. You're probably not (laughs) oversharing. There are people who do nothing but toot their own horns. And I think it's important to appreciate your accomplishments and let people know what's going on. But it's been a process for me, too. Um, But now I'm more comfortable saying I'm speaking at this thing or I spoke at this thing or here's this write-up someone did on my talk. And, you know, I'm going to talk about what's going on here and that I just got interviewed by you doing this and we're going to be on the panel tomorrow. Um, I think it's important to share that. And... What's getting me more comfortable with it is, same thing, people are in my life are coming to me going, I had no idea you were doing that. I had no right. idea you were at NMX. I had no idea you were speaking. I had no idea you were featured on this thing. I just found it. Um, so I think it's important to share. I feel like 
us not doing that. I feel like that occurs more often in women than men. I don't know if I'd say it's a female thing, but I do see it happen in women more. But then you get women like my awesome friend Maggie who will toot her horn and will promote her stuff and is confident. She's not shy. She's not nervous about it. But she's a good person like the two of us. And so when you see her promote her stuff, it doesn't feel sleazy. It doesn't feel awful. And so part of it is really who you are as a person. Because if you're... Oh, interesting. Yeah, like I, I hate... I feel like the word authentic is abused. But if you're authentic and transparent and genuine, like, it'll feel good when you share stuff. And people will celebrate with you. But if you're a sleazy, over-salesy kind of person 99% of the time, when you do toot your horn for something like, you know, being featured, nobody cares. Because all you do is talk about yourself. So when I just said it right now, for me, Mm -hmm. I just want to be really candid. I mean, everybody wants to learn and listen is listening. For me, I felt icky even Mm -hmm. just saying that on the mic just now. Mm -hmm. So when you heard it, it didn't, you didn't receive it as like... No. No. See, that's interesting. I think that's interesting for everybody to hear because it's super real. Like, I legit felt like, I don't know, but this is like a real life thing. So, yeah. I, I... Even this morning, I had that challenge. Um, Someone interviewed me on her web show. She just released it today. She put it all over the net, and I have yet to post it on my Facebook page. Totally. Totally. But I'm going to do it. But I hesitated. I'm like, ooh, ooh, maybe later, you know? Yeah. So it's not an uncommon thing. But, again, if you're feeling that resistance to doing it, you're probably in the clear because you probably don't overshare. (laughs) I think you... I think you... The word sharing. I think mm-hmm. you sharing that is going to help. I particularly think. You guys, tweet Spreaker Live if you feel that, you know, Alea share. <laughs> the word sharing now is becoming <laughs> like the new word authentic. But if that really helped you out. I know it helped me out just now for you to um, offer me your insights. <laughs> awesome. Happy to help. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so just, just in case, I know we talked about it earlier, but where can people find you? Best place is my hub, aleawilliams.com, A-L-A-I-A, williams.com. All my social links are there. You can get my email, blog, podcast links, all of it. And your two podcasts again? At the Helm and 18 to 49. Perfect. Make sure to check those out. Make sure to give Alea a review because we all benefit from reviews. We love I those want, reviews. Yeah, I just want to thank you for spending your time with Spreaker. And as you guys know, the Spreaker live stream is happening at Numity Expo here at NAB, and we will continue in a few minutes. We're live streaming from noon Pacific Standard Time and uh, to 4 p.m., and then that is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I can't read really well, as you guys can tell. I am reading Monday, th- yesterday to tomorrow, and then on Thursday, it's from noon to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I will be back with you guys again. This is Esprit Devora with the We Are LA Tech Podcast and Women in Tech Podcast. I hope you guys go make a cup of tea. We can hear that I need one, and I will talk to you in a little bit. <laughs>